Hello and welcome to the Anton Podcast, where we talk all about elevating our mindset, wellness routines, and style in simple but authentic ways. So much so that people are going to be like, wow, I want to be glowing just like them. I'm your host, Anthony Tamiza. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Anton Podcast, everyone. I have such a great guest on today. A guest I've been meaning to get on for a really long time. And Linz, I'm laughing. I'm going to do the intro, but I'm laughing because I made some notes to prep for this podcast and I see, you know, these bullets. I see a former colleague of mine and a great friend, but my mind was like a former great friend. <laughs> so I promise that. What happened? Not after the incident. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the tell-all about how we fell out. Why don't we just take it in that direction? (laughs) Never. I'm really excited to welcome this guest to my podcast. As I said, a former colleague of mine, we slayed the hallways together, a great friend, a top-notch performer, and we're really going to get into this, as quoted by Opera Canada, like a true talent is on the podcast tonight, someone who I've also gone to for business advice and starting this venture of mine, a triple threat, a performer, an educator, a speaker, I mean, so much more than that, a pro freelancer, an advocate of a balanced and diversified working life, and an all-around talent, Lindsay Pro Main. Lindsay, welcome to the show and give them our listeners like a little version of who you are and what you're passionate about i'm so happy that you're here i am so happy to be here thanks for having me my name's Lindsay. i use she her pronouns i'm based out of the greater toronto area and yeah you basically got it performer educator speaker so i'm a freelance opera singer i'm a mezzo soprano and i sing most frequently with the canadian opera company chorus I'm an educator, uh, primarily primary education, primary music education, and I'm a public speaker. And that's a new side of my business that I launched during the pandemic, helping emerging artists. Really what it is, it's limiting some elements of suffering to the early entrepreneur experience. I did things the hard way in a lot of ways. And my goal is just to share the knowledge and to share the wealth so that we can all make the art space more enjoyable because happy artists make happy art. Yeah, like doing things the hard way. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about this at length about, you know, me starting this venture and kind of just you've given me some great tips to avoid that. But I really appreciate all you just said there. And that leads in today's episode, Lindsay, where I really want to talk about your experience as a freelancer, a musician and a performer. And not only that, but how you've had to embrace that entrepreneurial spirit and different career choices that allowed you to navigate this path with more ease. You know, you said, so Lindsay, tell me, like, how do you balance your artistic side, your performer side, your opera side, the really creative aspect of you with the practical aspects of like, running a business, maintaining your image, and then also having a full career in education. Like, how do you do it all with such grace? Oh, that is so nice. Thank you for saying that. It's a whole lot. So what I should start with is that the the entrepreneurial side, so being a freelance musician, that's something that's been modeled to me. My whole dad side, including my dad, almost my entire dad side of the family are active musicians and active music educators. So it's something that I have seen for my whole life and just have known that that is possible, that known that, yes, you can do it. And even my dad is a professor at U of T and maintained a very active freelance career in Toronto as a jazz musician. So did his brother. And it's just something that 
I always knew that I could do if I was willing to put in the work. When I am on contract with the Canadian Opera Company and I'm working full time, it's very lonely. It's really hard because mm -hmm. you're working all the time. So, but that was the, one of the first things that I learned is that when I'm really like working, it's incredibly lonely. But in terms of finding that balance, I'm so about connection. I'm so about building bridges instead of walls. And a big part of what fuels me in this endeavor is the creativity of the business of music and the opportunities therein. So yes, I love singing and singing is the thing that I am best at doing, but I also love embracing the, the business side of it because from there, there are new collaborative opportunities, the opportunities for new projects. This is what really fuels me in that. And then having the energy to balance everything. It is so, it's so day by day. It's remembering that I need to have a life outside of work. That's very hard to remember when I'm very passionate about the things that I'm doing. And especially my peer group is very passionate about the things that they're doing, but it's to really simplify it and mm -hmm. do I really want to lean into these kinds of projects and maintain this kind of really hyper creative image or am I more interested in being considered a business person in music am I more con am, am I leaning more into the idea of I can be all of these things I don't have to just be one thing just because I'm a singer which is what I thought for a long time I can only be one thing and I think you can have both so really, Lynn's what I'm hearing is like the Kim Kardashian of the opera scene is basically Lindsay Perman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more of a Chloe, but oh, okay. sure. Like... <laughs> you can wear different hats and you're able to tap into that creative side while also like being grounded and rooted and like kind of like a, a business end of things, which is where like the Kim comes in for me because it's just like someone who's doing things with the intent of like honoring their strengths and their growth, but then also being like, you know, a legend in business so I, I really love that you've come along on this journey and you've honored like multiple angles of your career and your interests and do you ever find that there's surprising connections between your creative pursuits and your entrepreneurial or career endeavors like for example I just picture you like being in a classroom with the kids or doing your one-on-one -on -one lessons with them like do you use any of those opera skills to like control the room or to project yourself have stage presence like and actually control that environment or when you pitch yourself as a speaker like do you have secret tips as an opera singer that the day-to-day -day person who is not an opera singer could use to like boost your confidence I think that one of the unique experiences that I have that not everybody has is the amount of auditioning that I've had to do. So an auditioning is basically a musical interview. You show up and you try to look nice, but like not try too hard and that you still look like yourself, but like a pumped up version of yourself. Like all of these bizarre mind games that we tell ourselves before interviews and dates. And I've had to show up and present myself in that way in front of so many strangers in auditions that really the idea of giving presentations of classroom management is something that doesn't scare me. It's, it's, I should mention that my jobs are most people's greatest fears. Singing in public <laughs> and public speaking are most people's greatest fears. And I do it every day. When I'm singing, yeah. when I'm singing at school, when we have our, our full school assemblies, I'm singing in front of a thousand people in the morning. And 
I don't think it's not that I don't think much of it in that it's not meaningful because mm-hmm. it's very meaningful, but it's something that I know that I have an advantage in that way because I've put in that time. Yeah. And so that that's a big piece that the idea of looking at interviews or presentations as first dates that you want to be authentic and you want to be honest, but you also you're putting forth the the what you feel is the best side of yourself. But particularly with running a business, the organization piece and the keeping in touch pieces, the connection pieces are huge because in order to work as a freelancer, you have you have to keep in touch. Emailing people every six to eight months, just being like, hey, I don't need anything from you, but here's what I'm doing right now. And I love that last time that we worked together and I would love to do that again. So that connection piece is so important. And that's something that working at a school, being in touch with my colleagues and my students' families, ensuring that my students' needs are being met is is huge. And that's something that I know I'm very good at following up. The organization too is, can you keep a calendar, right? (laughs) Which seems kind of basic. Can you keep a calendar and can you be accountable to that? Or can you keep some sort of and really follow through on that. So when it comes to teaching, it's something that, particularly with the nature of my job, it's really important that I'm maintaining positive connections with my colleagues so that we can work together to serve the student. So I would definitely give a lot of my success in my education role to the freelance side because like, like I hustle. Yeah, right. And it's not hustling totally. people as in being dishonest and cheating people, but it's I'm there to work. Yeah, yeah. Lynn, you touched on so much there. I think going back to an earlier thought you made is treating it like these networking opportunities or interviews like first dates. I just networked with someone this afternoon and I was like really nervous and I'm not really like a, I don't think I'm like an awkward person to me. Like it, the, it, the meeting went beautiful actually, but it was because I was putting in that work researching the person, making sure I had questions that were appropriate. And these these things are nerve wracking, but they get better with time. You know, we always have to shift so much and so often as an entrepreneur. And when I look back at some of my old marketing messages, like I honestly just cringe or like old posts and old parts of my website. And I used to be really like hard on myself about that being like, oh my gosh, why would you ever say that? Or that makes no sense. But now I look back at it and I'm like proud because I'm realizing that's a sign of growth. My work lately has been about helping people elevate their true style by letting go of people pleasing, owning their values and their identity and getting out of hiding to be seen. All of which are like many of what you have just said in your response there, like being able to be present with people, being able to be in community. And now I want to know, because you wear costumes and you dress up day to day for class and all of that stuff, like, do you believe there's a relationship between a business mindset, personal style and success? Like, especially in the fields of education, entrepreneurship, and then even opera? Like, how does that make you feel hearing all of that as someone who wears multiple hats? I mean, I just got to start by saying I love clothes. And I hate shopping. (laughs) So it's a very, it's a very complicated relationship, but absolutely. There is a direct correlation in style's huge. And it's something that I've always loved exploring in the audition room. It's that's such a great place to play with color Mm -hmm. because the panel might not remember your name, but they'll say, Oh, what's her name? She was wearing green. And she, what was she wearing? Like, what, what was her name again? Who is she? And like, that's how you can, because even if you go to a party, oh, I can't remember their name, but they were wearing, they were wearing this pattern. 
You know who I'm talking about? They're wearing that patterned shirt and they had those shoes on. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Like those visual cues can be really helpful just to even set yourself totally. apart in that way. So that's something that I've always found really interesting. And I'm a big believer in the look good, feel good. Yeah. Kind of cliche, but it is something that, you know, it's, I think of my mother who always dressed for work and loved dressing for work. And she had just the best clothes. She still does, but just like the yeah. best clothes. And she always said, I love dressing for work. And she went to work like, and she went to work. Like, <laughs> and, and she worked in the nineties and wow. she had, you know, the big shoulder pads and like the big gold buttons on her mm, jacket. And just it owned like, it. So owned it. And like, <laughs> was always very current. And that's something that while I'm working towards a leadership position, I am very much about dressing for the job that you want. All teachers are leaders and all artists are leaders. And I am very much dressing as the leader I want to be. Yeah. And I am really manifesting that through clothes. And even on days, there are days we all wake up where, you know, putting one foot in front of the other to get to work is a little bit harder. Because some days it might feel like armor. Some days mm -hmm. it's that I'm not feeling great, but I'm wearing my favorite jacket and if that is what's going to give you that little boost of serotonin or dopamine or whatever chemical it is, a little bit of that happy chemical to get you through a difficult yeah. day. I am so about that because that's wellness and that self-care. Theater is a visual medium. So the way that you look, it's, it's part, it's part of the package and it's, it's part of, it's part of the brand. So my whole thing for a while was, I would only wear red okay. and yeah. that was just a weird thing. Like talk about growth. It's like, I would only wear red to audition, to perform mm -hmm. everything. And, um, just kind of like always did my makeup in the exact same way. And it always had red lipstick. And yeah. while that's armor too, also being able to recognize that I'm not sure how much this is serving me because I'm getting older, but my look is staying the same. And I don't know if I want that for myself either. Right. Sure. Like it's yeah. just the audience sees you from head to toe. So it's really fun. And, and singers are so creative in that way. Like I, if I could wear a, a black turtleneck and jeans every day, like, oh my gosh, that would Steve Jobs. Steve yeah. Jobs. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I we love, love. The I love the idea of a uniform and a yeah. lot of what I wear is a kind of, it all kind of is variations on a theme. And I hear like that the idea of elevating style because yeah. I'm of the perspective that we're all trying to bring each other up, that we're all trying mm -hmm. to like high tides raise all ships. So if we can all be thriving as much as possible, treating each other well, treating each other fairly, bringing a lot of kindness and empathy into the rooms that we're in, it only gets better. Style, music and otherwise. One leads Ooh. into all of it. Like yeah. we, I think we often operate in like silo aspects of our lives. And what I'm hearing from you a lot is like your artistic side can be your business side, can be your entrepreneurial side. Like, of course we have to adjust depending on our audience and who we're with. But at the end of the day, we are one person. And so, okay, I actually, I have a bonus question that I want to ask you before I get to the next one. Lindsay, what do you want your legacy to be? Like, what do you want to be known for? You wear so many hats, but like, what's something that maybe one day, dare I say you retire, because I can see you being someone that wants to, oh, I'm gonna you know. Retire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's in the plan. But there it is. Yeah. Okay. So he, you retire. What do you want to be known for? I've thought of this question in the past. Uh-huh. And I had a life coach 
who told me my answer was like, it's like, I want this to be my legacy. And she was like, no, you don't. Oh, controversy. (laughs) Okay. It was, it was something that really ultimately wasn't true that she was able to recognize. It's like, no girl. (laughs) yeah okay okay yeah (laughs) you're like okay work yeah (laughs) i was like okay well thank you for letting me know i'm just gonna i'm gonna eat transfer money and just like never talk to you again go sit alone for a while oh no i definitely called her back so (laughs) So which honestly happens in like you know those hard-hitting you know sessions with your therapist or your life coach Mm -hmm. right that's those moments of oh i know who i am and i know what i do and there's someone going no you don't (laughs) (laughs) just completely calling it out and i'm going like okay uh awesome thought thought i knew what was going on Mm -hmm. great thank you so much i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go for a minute (laughs) Mm -hmm. but really i was reading something recently that adam grant said and i I apologize if i'm misquoting it but i believe it's like the quote-unquote cure for loneliness isn't more connection it's more meaningful connection sure and what and I think that totally tracks, especially with the pandemic. And we're really, really slowly coming back into connection as a value, I would feel as a whole. What I want my legacy to be is one of the key players of bringing people together. And oh. a big part of that for me is through education. Mm-hmm. You can't play a game if you don't know the rules. And I feel like a lot of artists in particular, mm-hmm. we went to school to learn one thing. Yeah. And that's great. We know how to do that one thing really, really well. And then a lot of us don't continue as freelance artists. Also completely fine. The skills that we have learned are incredibly transferable. I am an example of that. I'm proof. I think that it's important that we remember, again, high tides raise all ships. If we can keep being good to each other, it only gets better. And what I want to do using my platform as an educator is helping people, not just artists, but capital P people, remember that through education, you have a lot of options. And education doesn't have to be go back to school, but that could be getting involved with different groups. That could be, that could just be a number of different things, but that they're all based in connection. So what I want my platform to be is the bringing people together. And when we feel that sense of belonging, that we eliminate so many barriers and that so much more gets done and so much more impact is made that we can create a world where we're relying on each other in in a way that makes a positive difference instead of constantly tearing each other down. Wow. So that really, yeah. we're elevating each other. And you ask a great question. I don't really know what that's going to look like, but mm-hmm. that's that's the fun of the journey, right? Which if I yeah. get the word journey one more time, but, <laughs> but it is, but it is the journey. And it is totally. like, that is the road that you sign up to being as an educator. What I love about kids in particular, and that I really think that we could all use a tablespoon more of as we all decide what we want our legacies to be is the element of curiosity And when kids come to you and say, did you know, did you know that? And they tell you something they didn't know five minutes before, but there's no fear in that. There's excitement. We can't connect unless we're curious about each other. I love that lens. And I'm curious about where you shop. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, That was so heartfelt. And no, I really do appreciate you sharing that. I think that's a tough question to ask of someone. And I think I really loved your answer. But where do you shop? Where do you like to shop? So I'm <laughs> Tell on me. Aritzia kick. I shop uh, Aritzia on clearance, and 
I'm a lifelong Gap lover. Best. I just got there's a Black Friday sale, and I got these mm. like mega wide leg jeans that are so oh, fun to wear. Nice. And honestly, I'm like I'm really not a big shopper. A lot. So yeah. my mom makes a lot of my clothes. <laughs> I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> she I love just that. made me this new jacket, and it is like. I get. I got asked at work. It must have been at least five <laughs> times. Where'd you buy it? <laughs> like, and I said to say my mom made it, <laughs> and, made and it's not really for upset. sale. <laughs> I said they it made them really upset. And I said I'm so sorry. My mom got a pattern at Fabricland, and she's not taking orders right. that are not my own. So oh, it's like it is. It is so. It is so cool. I love it. And yeah, Marks is good. Mm. Mark's work warehouse. Yes. You may know of Mark. So I'm on a first name basis with Mark. And, uh, <laughs> I need to be reacquainted with Mark on a first name because I've heard the best Mark. things. Yeah, I gotta and call it Mark. You gotta call him Mark. He's waiting. <laughs> yeah, like but but Aritzia, like I'm I'm liking that right now. Just my thing is I like I don't like things that are too too trendy. What I like about Aritzia yeah. is that it's quite classic, but but still very wearable and like fresh. I like that. And, and are yeah, you just, like classic? The Gap is really comforting, and I had, like, a little time where I strayed away from The Gap, and I've been brought back to it, and I just love. Like, it's staples, it's comfort, it's the 90s vibe, like, I just... Supermodel vibe. Oh, if only... When I grow up, I want to be a Gap model, honestly. That's that's what I want my legacy to be. I'm going to be on a billboard for The Gap. Are you a quality over quantity girly? Oh yeah, big time. I am slowly but surely working towards the capsule wardrobe. Mm. The only thing is that I can never have enough plain white t-shirts. Oh yeah, you need like yeah. millions. <laughs> I need like five thousand at once, <laughs> and um, and I just moved. So when you go through the t-shirts and you uh, see, wow, this is disgusting. These shirts are so yeah. gross. <laughs> like, please stop trying to wear them. Please stop trying to. <laughs> you like this? This like cannot be resuscitated. Totally. Um, okay, so then I think your shopping tips and tricks I was going to ask you about, but I think it was. Your mom's going to make you something. Don't go shopping. <laughs> Don't go shopping. Your mom's going to make you something that everyone's envious of and you're good to go. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that so. is my legacy. Uh, <laughs> my, my mom made them. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love when we come full circle in an episode. <laughs> well, Lindsay, it's always so great chatting with you. Like on a professional and entrepreneurial level, I think we tend to see eye to eye a lot. I feel like even when we worked together, like we just, you helped me through a lot of things. Like we share just similar approaches, I think professionally. And then entrepreneurially, this has been like new for me. So it's been really awesome to have your guidance and see how you've taken your artistic side and blended it into such a perfect like amazing career that's for you i want to quickly quickly end with one last question you mentioned sometimes when we chat like you get to do these different gigs like when i got to see you perform in Macbeth at the canadian opera company like you get to do that you don't have to quickly elaborate for the listeners about like how that brings you a little bit more ease versus in like, I have to go out and I need this gig and that panic because I felt that before. Like tell the listeners about why you like balance instead. I would love to say that I'm just like, Oh yes, I am constantly the mindset of I get to do like, no, that's sure. No, especially on like, you know, Christmas is an expensive time of year. We're, yeah. we're taking all the work that we can get and <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all working out here in these mean streets. Totally. But I think that it's important to remember, especially so Canadian Opera Company, the COC is a really good example of that because I am one of very few people in the chorus. So the chorus, the core number of the chorus is 40. And the reason why I got in on my first contract is for supplement 
supplementary. So supplementary chorus is any chorus that's larger than 40 members. So some choruses you need like a ginormous chorus for certain sure. shows like Otello and Turandot and things like that. So that's how I got in. And I was in a very privileged position because well over a hundred people, quite likely more, auditioned to be in the chorus and I got in. And that's a really big deal. That was a Mm -hmm. really big goal for me for Mm -hmm. a long time. I auditioned multiple times and then got flat out no and then got flat out no and then waitlisted, waitlisted, Mm. waitlisted and then I got in. So knowing that it was that journey that got me there is very, very meaningful because yeah. it felt so earned. And I said, I get to do this. And I get to sing the on the stage at the Four Seasons Center, the Performing Arts. I get to sing for 2,000 people every night. And there might be people who sing for more. And that's awesome for them. But this was like... Yeah, like I just that's your thing. To, I wanted to be my own hometown hero. I wanted yes. to sing in my city. And that yeah. was so important to me. And then from there, I get to decide, do I want to do this because... I get to do this. Freelancing is a lot like a marriage. You have to wake up and say yes. Because <laughs> otherwise <laughs> yeah, like, nothing right. gets done. Right. And you are really, you're, you're married to the work in a lot of it. But that's how I see it. It's yeah. like, but the idea of getting to do it over having to do it means that you're recognizing, you're giving thanks to the work. You're giving thanks to your effort. You're giving thanks to the sacrifices that you've had to make. Like I am the hero for my 20 year old self. Oh, wow. Because I had no idea that I could even live a life as abundant as the one that I'm living. I had no idea. Even in 2017, the life that I was living then was so, so different than the life that I get to live now. So I'm in a privileged position. How can I give that back? How can I return the favor? How can I pay it forward? How can I recognize the shoulders that I am standing on to be here? And that's a big part of the work that I do. It's it's really mm-hmm. entrenched in gratitude and acknowledging the people that did the work before me so that I can do this work. And that's what I mean yeah. by I get to do this. Woo. And talk about legacy. Like that's that's paying it like forward and backward. That's really, really beautiful. Congrats on creating that lifestyle for yourself and creating that really valuable work it it shows and it radiates and that's so awesome Lindsay. today you brought so much to the show like what it's like being an artistic person and bringing that into a full-time career the power of diversifying your skills and not just wearing one hat having like that strong personal style and realizing that like having a personal brand and being a professional like takes you further and the value of just having some great tips of where to shop. Hey, Marks, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> I need Mark's to go get some new salmon. They sell Levi's at Marks, just saying. That's exactly what I'm hearing. Like, I need to go get some Levi's. I forget the code of the jeans that I love, 55 or something. I love Levi's. Okay, Linz, thank you for being on the show today. Where can listeners find you and follow along to learn more? Um, Thank you for having me. I love you so much. Follow me on Instagram at Lindsay Promain, L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y Promain. That's the best way to find me. Love it. Well, Lindsay, thank you for being on the show. So fab. Great conversation. And with that, that is a wrap on today's show. That's a wrap on my guest segments of the podcast for 2023. I can't believe we made it. Am I the last one? You are the last one. We're going out of 2023 with a bang. Wow. (laughs) I love it. Well, 
sorry, listeners. I gave you a lot to think about. Happy yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah. It's time to get reflective before 2023. Yeah, it's, time to, it's time to think about choices. And with yeah. that. <laughs> Everyone stay stylish and see you on the next, actually the next and final episode of the year, which is going to be a solo episode with me in a few weeks. See you next time on the Antom podcast. Thank you for listening to the Antom podcast hosted by me, Anthony Tamiza where we elevate all things authentic, available wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to hit the subscribe or follow button to catch new episodes which release every other Wednesday. If you liked this episode and you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review. Keep in touch by following along on Instagram at the Anton Podcast and at Anthony Tamiza. For more information on me, visit anthonytamiza.com where you can sign up for my newsletter and stay connected. Don't forget to read the show notes for more information. Ciao for now.